0: I wanted to begin this episode by asking all the introverts in the crowd to raise your hands, but I think we, we know just asking that makes the introverts nervous. You could be completely alone right now, and you're still looking around the room, hoping nobody's watching, aren't you? Meanwhile, the extroverts, hating to be left out, they're putting their hands in the air anyways just so they can be a part of this. So much for that experiment but I know you're out there, those of you who identify as introverts, and I know you're happy in your corners, so I'm not going to ask you to come on stage as a volunteer. I won't even look you in the eye. Just know that this one is for you. Over the last few years, I've noticed something like a movement, a resurgence of introversion, if you will. Suddenly, everywhere I look, there are articles and memes that start with the words, you might be an introvert if, and Amazon is now full of titles like The Introvert's Way, The Introvert Entrepreneur, The Secret Lives of Introverts, The Awakened Introvert, The Quiet Rise of Introverts, and more. And no, I am not making these titles up. There is, it should surprise you not, at least one coloring book for introverts, though the cover encourages you to do your coloring separately and in your own home. There is even a Dummies series book called Success for Introverts for Dummies. Introversion has become more than a tendency to keep to yourself. It has become a genre and a market all its own. And I'm wondering how long it's going to be until there are splinter groups of more serious introverts who are tired of all the attention. I'm lighthearted about all this because I would certainly identify with many of the personality traits used to define or describe introversion. But I'm nervous about it, too. See, never having liked the pigeonholes that I've been crammed into by myself or others, I get kind of twitchy when people start identifying with a label in a very binary way, as if to say, I am this one thing and not another. I get it. I think it's healthy to be okay with being who you are and saying so, totally unapologetically, especially if these traits are things about which you have felt shame in the past, but I worry when labels get involved, whether we are self applying them or sticking them to others, and I thought maybe we could talk about it. I'm David Duchemin, and this is episode 78 of A Beautiful Anarchy. Welcome here. <music> It feels ironic that being an introvert is now a badge of honor, given the introvert's general lack of desire to show that badge to others, doesn't it? And yet, I think it's important that those who always compared themselves with the more extroverted among us, to the the ones so inclined to the spotlight and to the ones that, because they lacked the inhibition to stand out in a crowd and volunteered to do whatever it was for which volunteers were called while our hands remained at our sides, I think it's important that the quieter qualities are not only acknowledged, but celebrated. There's got to be a connection between these introverted quieter qualities and creativity. Creativity draws upon a rich inner life, and the muse tends to reward those who take time to themselves to quietly process ideas and to make things for the joy of making rather than the acclaim that a more extroverted person might hope for or be more comfortable with. A bent toward introversion has huge payoffs when it comes to focusing on the process of being creative. We tend to listen more than we speak. We pay attention and watch for longer before jumping to action, especially if others are watching. And all of this pays dividends in creative work. So it's probably about time that our culture acknowledged the value of these traits many of us felt so self-conscious about for so long. Okay, so you weren't the captain of the hockey team, and you weren't as popular as Steve, who was. I'd like to see Steve throw a flawless pot from a lump of clay or write a novel, and, well, you know what? Maybe he can. We all contain multitudes, and though it is unlikely that Steve is now quietly composing haiku in his bohemian loft in Soho, I like to think it's possible. There's a thread here that I want to keep track of because I want to come back to it. But my point in bringing Steve up is that there are people in our lives to whom we compare ourselves, and it's probably good that at some point you realize the scale has never been fairly calibrated And your quieter qualities, while they may never win a hockey game, they are as important to who you are and what you do, especially as a creator, maker, or artist, as Steve's more extroverted qualities are to making him good at what he does. There were very few trophies, if any, that were given out for the things that might have interested the introverts when our personalities were really beginning to reveal themselves and galvanize in our younger years. Even those of us that might have really excelled at writing or ceramics, photography, or those quiet, unsung, introverted heroes of the AV department who ate their lunch in the sound booth with the with the lights off. There was no acclaim. We had no cheerleaders. And I don't say this wishing that there had been. I suspect many of us played those roles so willingly because of the lack of an audience or any chance of having to stand in front of one It was a big part of the appeal, never mind the fact that we were just really friggin' good at those things, and becoming better, too, because we weren't distracted by Friday night parties or busy social lives. The downside is that few of us had a shelf full of trophies that might now and then have buoyed our confidence, and even now, some of us aren't sure there's a place for us in a world that rewards the extrovert and overlooks those of us who choose to stay at home rather than attend the awards show, even if, or especially if, we had accolades coming our way. So yeah, it's time the quieter qualities and those that possess them, or perhaps are possessed by them. It's time that they were honored and celebrated, and if you generally identify as an introvert, then you need to know you're not the only one. I did a quick search for famous introverts, not because the celebrity matters, which they likely abhorred if they were introverts, but because I think you'll agree the impact they had was significant, despite or most likely because of the qualities for which one might call them introverts. Albert Einstein, who on the subject of introversion said, the monotony and solitude of a quiet life stimulates the creative mind. Rosa Parks, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Eleanor Roosevelt, J.K. Rowling, Abraham Lincoln, Meryl Streep, Elon Musk, all of them introverts and all of them undeniably known for their impact and creativity. And I mention it because to celebrate these people and to celebrate what I keep calling the quieter qualities is a two-edged sword that cuts both bitter and sweet The sweet is that we're finally realizing our introversion is not the liability that we believed it was. The bitter is this. You also can't use it as an excuse. We're all good at some things and less successful at others. Some of this is down to personality, to inclination, and some to aptitude, though so much of that we either have or don't have because our inclinations Have either led us to hours of focused practice in the thing at which we excel, or they've pushed us in different directions. But you're not good at something because you're introverted, and you're not bad at things for the same reason. You are good at things because you're you, and we contain not only multitudes, but complexities. You are not your introversion. And this brings me back to an idea that I left by the side of the road earlier in this conversation, and that's the danger of binary associations, whether it's a label applied to ourselves or to others. Now, I'm not a psychiatrist, so you should take all of this with a grain of salt. And because of that, I'm going to let Carl Jung back me up here. Jung, as best as I can tell, was the one who first described introversion and extroversion And he suggested that what separated the two was a question of where we got our energy. Introverts recharge with time alone and need much less stimulating environments. Extroverts get their energy from being among others and draw heavily on stimulating environments as sources of fuel. He also said, and I'm quoting, There is no such thing as a pure extrovert or a pure introvert. Such a person would be in the lunatic asylum. When I hear someone saying that they're an introvert, and I say these same words myself often, though I try to catch myself when I do, I wonder this. What value or even what harm might there be in so readily identifying with that limiting and very binary label? I am this. I am that. Especially when we are so much more than that one thing. Multitudes, remember? But also, of what value are these binary labels when so much of what makes us us exists on a spectrum as complexities? When we identify as I am this or I am that, how much of our internal dialogue is really saying, I am only this or only that and not something else? And how much of it implies that we are unchangeably these things? Oh, I can't do that. I'm an introvert. Are you sure about that? Are you so sure you're an introvert that you're not willing to try things that, once tried, might prove you're not as far along on the introvert-to-extrovert spectrum as you thought? Are you sure that your quieter qualities exclude others? If introversion and extroversion are about where we get our fuel— And look, I know psychiatry has come a long way since Jung started using these words, so things might be seen a little differently now. But if it is about how we get our fuel, is it not possible that while this is an important conversation to have, we might, we just might be making a little too much of it? Is it possible, and I'm throwing this question out there not for any resolution or cold hard answers just yet, isn't it possible that we could be getting hung up On the wrong question. Or maybe it's not the wrong question since it needs to be asked, but maybe there are more interesting questions beyond the question of where we gas up or fuel. You need to know whether you should put unleaded fuel in the tank or diesel, and you need to know which pump to go to. My Land Rover was a diesel, my Jeep takes gasoline. It's necessary to know the difference, to respect the difference, and to fuel accordingly. It's important not to expect the one to be like the other. And I know this is just another metaphor, and like all my metaphors, they can only imply so much, and they're flawed in as many ways as they are helpful. But if we're all fueling at different places and in different ways, doesn't at some point the more interesting question become, where do you want to go once you're all gassed up? And from there, to talk about how we'll get there, whether that's in a crowded bus, a van with a few friends for company, or no one but ourselves for company. Is there a danger that all this focus on introversion might just keep us all at the pumps and talking about the finer points of one fuel over another and why my engine won't get me where others are going? rather than just gassing up with whatever fuel you need to get the fire going, to get the pistons moving, and to get back on whatever particular road you are on. Creative thinking is flexible thinking. It doesn't do well with labels, especially those that so unbudgingly declare themselves one thing or another. Creative thought excels with multitudes and complexities and with the possibility of change It likes nuances and spectrums and unexpected hybrids. I was a deeply introverted person who had a 12-year career in comedy. My shows were exhausting, but I refueled alone, quietly, backstage. I sit somewhere on a continuum, perhaps closer to the extrovert than some will ever be, and not as close as others who seem to be so at ease just being on all the time. But these things are not limitations, they're just observations, a recognition that my fuel isn't available at the same pump as yours, that where I'm heading is probably also as different from where you're going as the color of our vehicles I celebrate your introversion the way I think your blue eyes are spectacular, and I love the way your quieter qualities are perhaps those long hours in the sound booth or bent over the clay in the pottery studio while while I was locked away in the school darkroom. I love how that has made you the person you are and that we all make different things in different ways and need to go to different places to find the energy to do so. I love those differences. They're what make us who we are, and they are not insignificant. I just don't think those things are the point. They are not our work. They are merely the context of our work. They are the raw materials, and yes, sometimes they are the constraints. I just think it's important that we not get so hung up on the labels that they become identities from which we do not stray. I think that while we make our art, our art makes us. And to pin down that identity before it has been fully formed by a lifetime of creativity, well, that would be very uncreative indeed. A missed opportunity to let the journey take us to some surprising places on the way to making something beautiful.